Hello, I'm Sarah Archer and you're listening to episode 82 of the Speaking Club podcast. Now, I do put a bit of thought into coming up with a title for these shows. Here's some of the ones that didn't make the cut for this one. Don't let your message slide away. Ask not what your slides can do for you, but what your slides can do for your audience. And my personal favourite, beware the slides of March. Welcome to the Speaking Club Podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching, and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to the show. Well, over the years, I've noticed a disease that has infected many, many people, particularly those working in the corporate world. That disease is slide sickness. The symptoms are nasty, and they include preparingyourpresentationslastminute.com, using dense microscopic text on slides that doubles as your script, and everyone in the audiences for your talks slapping themselves in the face to stay awake. Now, obviously, if you're a long-time listener of this show, that won't be describing you. But since I've only touched on the topic of slides once before with a guest, and I know that it preoccupies and perplexes many speakers... I've decided that in this episode, I'm going to give you my take on the don'ts and do's of using slides in your presentations. Consider this your inoculation so that you never suffer from slide sickness. But before I kick off with that, I just wanted to let you know that if you want to get your hands on a signed copy of my book, Cracking Speechmate, How to Use Humour to Become an Amazing Speaker and a Speaking Club Dinosaur T-shirt then all you have to do is follow these three simple steps. Number one, pop an honest rating or review of The Speaking Club on iTunes. Two, screenshot your review. And number three, tag me at Sarah Archer 15 on Twitter or Instagram with the screenshot of the review and using the hashtag The Speaking Club. Now, I'll be doing a draw once a month for someone to get those goodies. What's not to like about that? Okay, let's get into the slides and top fluffs people make with them. Number one, using slides as a script. Now, like me, you've probably seen speakers, lots of them in fact, who make their slides their crutch. They haven't prepared properly and they've created the slides to help themselves remember their talk rather than to support getting their message across to their audience. Your slides are there to help your audience visually process your key points. They are not your script. And the best PowerPoint slides are going to be virtually meaningless without hearing your talk alongside them. I've often had people ask me for a copy of my slides after I've done a talk and I always say no. And that's not because I'm being mean, but because the slides have a lot of images and very little text and won't be worth having on their own without me talking to them. So I either have a freebie they can pick up online, which covers the key points, or um, I have a handout for them, which I give them out then. So I want you to, if you just take one thing away from this show, I want it to be this. Your slides come after you've planned the strategy, structure, narrative, and content of your talk. They are not your starting point, okay? You've got to get the kernel message, the journey and the stories clear first and then decide, design your slides to help you take your audience on that journey. Okay, number two, zero consideration for audience visibility. 
And there's a number of important things to mention here. If you don't already, I want you to start thinking visually from an audience perspective. First of all, you keep your text to a minimum. If you have to use words, then no more than three bullet points on a slide, but ideally you'd keep to one idea or piece of data that you're talking to at, you know, per slide. As soon as you put a slide up, they're going to read the words and you don't want to be playing catch up to your audience or they'll get bored. So either put information points on different slides or reveal each one as you get to that point. You know, when you can do that on, on PowerPoint or um, Keynote or whatever. Cool. Okay. And when I'm speaking or running a workshop, loads of my slides just have photos or charts that take up the whole screen. And, and that's because there's some science behind this too. If you use images to accompany what you're saying, your audience message retention and recall will increase. And that's because we actually store words, text and images in different places in our memories. And we process images much faster. So when I use images, it's either to illustrate a point I'm making or to add another layer of meaning. For example, the other week I was talking about my mastermind group, which is called the Rising Tide. And obviously I used an image of boats in a marina to cement that idea of a rising tide lifts all ships. And that was whilst I talked about how I expected everyone in that group to grow together. So it's to cement it or add another layer. And going back to audience visibility, it's also really important that you think about font and font size. Use something clear like Arial or Calibri or Helvetica for body text. Um, you can be a bit more adventurous with your slide titles. And for font size, I'd say 30 as a minimum, but that doesn't mean it can't be bigger. And also, if you um, align your text left or right, don't center it because it's harder to read. And lastly, on this point, we want to sprinkle a bit of Marie Kondo on our slides. And that means keeping them clutter free and using lots of white space. That's because your audience needs to know what to focus on. And if there's loads going on, it'll just overwhelm them. Cool. Number three, there is no brand consideration. Many speakers, and I, you know, I hold my hand up. I have made this mistake in the past. Don't give any consideration to brand. So you need to think about what do your slides say about you or your company? Are you using a bog standard PowerPoint template? Is there no consistency in your slides? Whether we like it or not, how our slides look will influence how people view our presentation in the same way as our website will influence how, our pe how people view our business. So try and develop a signature style for your slides that reflects you or your company. So if you're fun and out there, um, be bold. If you're slightly more sober um, and professional, have understatement. And if you have a brand palette of colors, use those in your slide deck. So in terms of your template, and I suggest you do use a template, there are ones you can buy or you can create your own, but just make sure that the layout is consistent from one slide to the next and that you treat images, video and charts and graphs the same across the whole presentation and make sure they do fit your template. Crop your images and whatnot to fit the template. Don't adjust the template. 
And if you do create your own slides template, make sure you save it as a template so that you can access it next time you create a talk. Number four, the big mistake number four, Bart Simpson presenting. It's been said, often by me, that I have the mind of a 15-year-old boy. Not in a jar on my desk, I should add, thanks Stephen King. And on this point, I am speaking from experience. Don't be tempted to animate the hell out of your talk just because your slide software gives you that functionality. And definitely don't use sound effects for your bullet point transitions. You've got to avoid any cheesy effects, uh, clip art, poor image quality and anything else that makes your presentation looks like it's been done by Bart Simpson. Cool. Number five, the slides don't hang together. Now, if you're a regular listener and you've gone through a process of thinking about the strategy, the structure and the content, then this won't apply to you. But there are many presenters who haven't done this work and their slides feel messy and disconnected from each other. And your slides will flow if you know the core idea of your talk, the destination you're taking your audience to and where they're starting from. Each slide should work in harmony with your talk and it should be moving your audience forward in the journey that you're taking them on. Also, don't be afraid to use transition slides um, when you, you know, when you need to have a space or that dark button on your slide clicker, because the worst thing is, is having old slides up while you cover a different point. Cool. Now, number six, having your back to the audience. Oh my word, I've seen this so many times. Don't fall into the trap of looking at your slides. Once again, they're not for you, they're for the audience. So make sure you have access to a monitor or you position your laptop in front of you so that you can see your slides without breaking the connection with the audience. If you do need to use prompts, then use note cards or the presenter notes. PowerPoint, Keynote, all the other presentation software tools have functions to display notes on the presenter screen that don't get sent to the projector. Just make sure that you select presenter view for this, all right? Okay, number seven, equipment panic. Now, you don't need the stress of turning up to do your talk and not being able to get your presentation up because of a glitch at the event end or because you forgot to bring a lead to connect the projector to your laptop. So I have a bag of tricks that I take with me whenever I present. And in that bag, there's my own clicker, my own leads connect to connect display equipment to my MacBook. Uh, there's memory sticks, extra batteries, basically everything I need to make sure my tech works. And I take it to even the most sophisticated of venues because I have seen them mess up too. Now, I'll put a link to the adapter in the click I recommend to clients in the show notes, just in case you haven't got one. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, these ones are good. I use them myself. One thing I always do is check ahead of time too what the tech setup will be. And that's, again, so that I can be prepared. And this counts for webinars too, because a lot of us are doing presenting on webinars these days. Make sure you check your tech and do a dry run so that you have peace of mind. Now, there's another side point to make here, though, right, which is if you know your stuff and your slides fail, you will be able to do a great job without them. After all, 
You are the one the audience came to listen to anyway. So keep that in mind. Cool. So those are the top slide sins in my opinion. So for your takeaways, I'm just going to spin it the positive way. So first of all, only create your slides after you've done your talk outline or script to consider your audience and think visually. Three, consider your brand in your design of your slides. Number four, keep it simple and don't cheapen your presentation with gimmicks like Bart Simpson. Make sure your slides flow and move your audience forward on the journey you're taking them on. Have your slides in a place that doesn't mean you break the connection with your audience and make sure you have the right equipment and check technology. And I want you to remember this. Your slides shouldn't be what's remembered from your talk. They are there to help you take your audience on the journey and support the message you're sharing. As I always say, it's not about you. It's not about your slides. It's about the message and getting it to your audience and remembered by them. But what will be remembered, though, is if your slides are a disaster. Loads of tiny text, poor quality photos, a jumble sale of content and bad design are going to steal the show and your credibility. People came to hear you and your message. Don't let it be undermined by bad slides. Well, that is it from me. I hope you enjoyed and got value from the show. And thank you so much as ever for listening, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. Remember, I would be really grateful if you could leave an honest rating or review on iTunes. And if you do, you're going to be in with a chance of a signed copy of my book and a Speaking Club t-shirt. Just take a screenshot after you've done the review or rating and tweet or insta me at SarahArcher15 using the hashtag The Speaking Club. Thank you again. Really appreciate spending time with you. Have an awesome week. And don't forget to go and grab life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.